For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5. Zero to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Gentlemen, uh, we're at, I think this, it's, a, it's a new season now. Four and four, we're ready to rock. <laughs> yep. Back to the back to back to zero. Back to, you can change some things with winning games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to say last night at the, at the Wizards game, um, there wasn't a lot of people there because it was Halloween, uh, but I will say majority of Sixers fans. I saw, I, I'm pretty sure I saw more 76ers fans in the building than I saw Wizards fans. Um, but I believe Wizards are also the lowest. Um, they, they're, they're ranked 30th in the league in uh, attendance so far in games this year. So um, Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So they, didn't, you know, they didn't sell out the Philly game? Last night? Yeah. It looked, it looked dead, man. It was dead. No, no Halloween joke intended there. That's interesting. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I played. It's, it's you know, I, you know, I'm so used to it selling out every game there because you know the last two guys I played with. So did I, you know, with AI and um, LeBron, mm-hmm. we only played in sellouts there. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's actually pretty surprising, even for like a like a, for a Sixer game. Yeah, usually six because Sixers fans usually uh, fill that joint up. Mm. Maybe it was the Halloween thing, Halloween weeknight. Yeah, because usually a lot you'll see a lot of kids and families. There weren't. I, I didn't see many kids there last night. 
because I mean, because Halloween, obviously. I bet, you, I bet you that didn't stop the Cleveland Cincinnati game from selling out. <laughs> True. Oh, no. Because they can dress up there. They yeah. That's, that's the same thing. They go. It, that, one got, game week, that one game a week is different. Yeah. When we got to our seats, I, I looked just to see what, what the price of the tickets were in the rows in front of us and closer to the court. It was, like, significantly cheaper than what I paid for the tickets. I was, I was pretty pissed off. <laughs> Never doing that again on a, on a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, wait, I'll wait till the hour before. Um, gotcha. Yep. But, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it. Um, so, uh, first topic, uh, we kind of mentioned uh, we're 500 now. 3-0 uh, and o since our last uh, show. Um mm-hmm. And we were kind of, you know, a little disgruntled about what we saw in that Raptors game. Uh, but after uh, after that uh, show, we uh, went on to beat the Raptors. Um, and now uh, our 500 and uh, three and one on the road. Um, so my question is, do you think everything is back on track or are we not there yet? Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say either one. I just think that, you know, we we're winning games now. I think that. um you know, it always feels better and looks better when you win, but still things that we can work on and get better. I just think that, um, you know, in order to be where we want to be and the expectations that came with this season, um, you don't want to see it like sparingly. You want to see it more consistent. So I just believe that, you know, hopefully we can carry this into being a more consistent and consistently good team. Um, but I, I, I do think that, that will kind of time will tell that more than right now. I think we lost some games. We won some games. So we don't need to play some more games to kind of see like who we are and what we're going to be. Yeah. Um, now let me ask you a follow because you said something in there. Um, are you back to where you were as far as like before game one, like that level of, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not there yet because I think that the things we need to kind of still work out and see are huge. Yeah. You know, they, they, um, the defense has been good lately, but I don't know if that's going to be consistent. Um, yeah. We still haven't had our best, our, our full unit beating really good teams. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Haven't seen it. So we, you know, you know, we beat Washington, we beat Chicago. I believe Joel's never lost to them. Um, then they had some guys that ended up not playing that game. Um, and then we beat Toronto um the second time. It's hard to beat teams back to back. So I, I I like that we got wins. Winning can disguise a lot of issues that you have. Shortcomings, yeah. Um, so that's why I said time is going to tell. Um, but I would say that, no, I'm slightly probably below where I was going to the season because I still have, you know, questions. Makes sense. Yeah, I don't think we're there yet. Uh, it's encouraging, but I do want to see us beat I, I want to see us look good against better opponents. No offense to the Wizards or the Pacers. Um, and I want to see us look good with Embiid because that's our team, right? Like, I mean, it's cool that the small ball looks good, but we need to look good with our guys, and we that, haven't looked that great. We can't play the same like that. but Totally different, right? You know, I guess that's the next topic. Um, 
I also want to see us dominate inferior opponents. Beating them is nice, but giving up these big leads, having them come back, like, and we actually predicted this with Washington. They made it a game kind of towards the end and got within like single digits, like within like six at one point. Mm-hmm. And we, we got it back up again. But I don't, I don't want, I mean, like, pull your, keep your foot down, man. Uh, just blow teams out. I, I want to see that. I'm tired of, you know, the letting teams back in it. But I will say too, we won our first third quarter. Huh? There you go. You needed that. First third quarter since the Toronto series, man. Game six. Definitely needed that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of how we won that game. We kind of just took over the third. It was the opposite. We took over the third quarter and slowly lost the lead the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm below where we started the season. Um, definitely higher than what I thought a week ago. But um, yeah, we have some. We have some things we definitely need to to, to fix. Um, transition defense has gotten better. Um, I think it would last, I think after that yesterday, I think we were ranked like 10th. We went from like last, like 10th, which is a huge jump. It's still early in the season. So one good game can put you in the top 10 in the category. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, some of our problems are still there. They were there a week ago, but it's hard to tell with all the different lineups we have every day. Yeah. And it's also good. We can, you know, we actually start to, you know, talk about, you know, positive things. Whereas last week we're talking about oh, at what point, at what, at what point can be, you know, Time to you know let Doc go, go Cassell. And now we're not, we're not we're getting away from that that BS talk that a lot of people, a lot of Sixers fans yeah. are really harping on. That's Good. that's stepping the right direction. <laughs> that's why we said it was premature when we were talking about it. Like it's way too early for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but we talked about it anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, when the, when the Sixers fans are, are harping on it and stuff. <laughs> um, another thing I noticed last night uh, during that game, um, all the players were going up to Taj Gibson, you know, the, the veteran on the Wizards and the. Dap it up before the game, then after the game. Harden, I, I looked at Harden. Harden only went over to the Beal to dap him up before say goodbye, and he also went over to, to Taj Gibson, and that was it. Then he left. So a lot of respect for our Taj Gibson on the, the Wizards. <laughs> and then Gibson went back there and tore his locker room up for the lack of effort. But they did play together in OKC, right? Or was Taj come later? Was Gibson on that OKC team? So I was trying to figure it out because I, I think they played against each I other. He in played college. there, but he might have came later. I know he played there, but I think he might have came later. Okay. When James yeah. was gone, I, they, def, they definitely had battles at, when, at Arizona State and USC, though, back in the day. So maybe that's yeah. where they, they go back to the, the Pac 12. Taz is a New York guy, right? Not a West Coast guy. He, he went to USC, but. But I think he's from an uh, East Coast guy. Oh, uh, okay. To USC. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Um, he went to high school in this looks like San Fernando Valley, so he might. That'd be kind of. He might be a West Coast guy. I don't know. Yeah, he might, he might be. Um, and also interesting too, the two games without uh, Embiid, which we're going to get to that. Um, we went with the lineup that uh, the Tejas said uh, that that he would like to see if he were to sub- substitute on the uh, the three guard lineup: uh, Melton, Harden, Maxi. Yeah, I've been saying that. That's why I said you needed to see that lineup more. Yeah, that's kind of easy to start it, but you needed to see it more. Mm-hmm. Melton plays big, man. He plays bigger than his whatever his six two, uh, whatever he is. Just, but you got those three ball handlers, and they can make plays, and they can score, they can hit threes. It just gives you a different dynamic. That's that's. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, like we needed to do it. Like I don't particularly care if they, that group starts, but you needed to see that group together more. Mm-hmm. And the teams that we played the way they play in their size allowed us to do that. 
And his length really jumps out at you in person. Now, we play Boston, uh, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can do that. Yeah. Uh, real fast, um, they did not overlap at OKC. Uh, Taj went there in 16-17. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, They've been in the same city for many years, so I'm sure they've been... <laughs> 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 They've crossed paths a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, just going back to that real fast... Eric, I mean, like, I'm sure you had people you never played with, right? But, like, being a veteran in the NBA for a long time, like, you are just in the same city with them when you play them a lot yeah, of them. I mean, you, like, most of the – you know, it's different now because a lot of these kids – or not kids, but a lot of these players in the league, when they're younger and they're kids, know each other. You know, there's so much stuff going on in, in these circuits and camps and all this stuff. So they know each other at such a young age and, and really get to know each other. You know what I'm saying? Like spending a lot of time with, with each other. Whereas when we came, I was like, you meet some people in high school and then, you know, in college, there's some guys you play against. And then it becomes sort of a common conversation. Uh, but I, outside of my teammates or guys that I knew before, I spent more time like in the union meetings, um, getting to know some people like you kind of meet them oh, that okay way. that's yeah. or some guys who live in the same hometown you kind of work out together mm-hmm. you have like summer workouts with guys and you kind of get to know people like outside of your teammates like that's how a lot of the times it was done um but you know it was you just didn't know a lot of these guys when they were younger interesting mm-hmm. so, yeah. um so uh moving on as we talked about the the MB little MB list lineup. Um, so last night, uh, we were without Embiid. Um, Sixers went to two and zero without Embiid. While the Sixers are two and four with Embiid. Um, so that was some things that uh, some people are saying online. Um, and I see it as a different thing. You know, in the past when Embiid didn't play, that was like pretty much chalked up to a loss. Um, it was like very seldom we win without Embiid. And you know, um, so obviously we're we are a better team without Embiid on the floor. Um, or with yeah. Embiid on the floor. Um, but what do you guys make of these two separate records? So 2-0 without Embiid and 2-4 with Embiid. What do you guys make of that at this point in the season? Well, I think one, I mean, you know, obviously we have guys that can play up a position. So I think that you, the moves have addressed that and allowed us to do that. So I think that's more of a personnel thing that has kind of made us better in that way. Um, giving the guy like PJ guard multiple positions, Melton guard multiple positions, Maxi playing better, um, you know, having Niang and House and all those guys multiple positions. So, you know, you know, Montrez, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the personnel there has allowed us to kind of be able to do that. Um, that being said, that's part of some of my still concern because the way a lot of guys play when Joel doesn't play, they're not going to be able to play that same way with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something we're going to have to try to figure out how to do that. Um, I don't know how Max is as good as he's shooting, as good as he's playing. I don't know if he's can, can be your leader in shot attempts with Joel. That's how you go from 44 to 14 in the next game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how that happens. Um, and we see Tobias shots, you know, being a roller coaster attempts. Yep. 
Yeah. So who's going to make the sacrifice when, or is it going to be a different guy depending on the game? Because guys can play as well as they're playing now, but at the end of the day, there's only one guy that's been a back-to-back runner of MVP on that team in the last two seasons. So he's going to get the bulk of the touches and should. Now, Tejo, what do you think of it? So there's there's the camp of, of Sixers fans who are upset, um, who are happy that we're 2-0 without Embiid, and there's some saying, oh, we're winning without Embiid. Like, you know, I'm in a school that's happy that we're winning without Embiid because for the fact that in the past, years past we couldn't do that. Well, I think it's interesting uh, talking about Harris. He had 10 shots yesterday, which you'd think he'd take even more than that without Embiid, right? Yeah. But because it's double what his last one was, but that was way too low for him, right? We said he should be – we said he should be at like – I think we said like 12 to 14 or 10 yes. to 12 or something. Yes. We Embiid, so yes. 10 without him, is, that's low too, again. So, I mean, yeah, I weird. Um, I think it's cool that we're, def- we're definitely comfortable going small. I like that. That's, that's, that's great. Um, I think it's definitely easier with one less guy on the, on the court. One, A, does tend to clog a lane now and again. Um, and he has got the ball in his hands a lot, so – with James and MB, you have two slow burn players who have the ball in their hands for a lot of the shot clock. So it's just harder to work out. Then it's going to take more time. Um, without MB, they go into a more running gun offense and they go to more of a faster pace and they're better at transition defense getting back. Is that because Embiid's enormous and doesn't move as fast or because he's out of shape? He's not in shape yet. I, I, I don't know, but they definitely have, they're aware of it because. I think even Harden said yesterday that um, he acknowledged it and said we have to figure out a way to to still implement the faster pace with Embiid on the floor as well. Um, so they're aware of it. That's a good thing. And now they just need to work on that. I don't know how they're going to do that. Um, but, yeah, overall, I, I like that, you know, in case Embiid misses playoff games. I hope not. But if he does, we have a lineup that we can put in there that can – that works right we're not like what do we do now mode so um it's good that we have that and whenever he does miss games because we know he will sorry miss two so we know we have a lineup that we can put in there and this is this is like that's james comfort zone anyway right i mean james is used to having this kind of lineup if he's if he's playing wednesday night i don't think they have yet what mb status yes no I, i don't think they've said anything yet it was said what non-COVID illness is what, he, is what they said yesterday. Yeah, nothing yet. Um, but it'd be interesting to see, right? One game. It's cool because we had Toronto with Embiid without him. We saw a difference. And if we have this one, it'd be Washington without Embiid and with him. So oh, it'd yeah. be interesting to see the back-to-back differences of literally the same exact team just add Embiid or take him out. So – Curious to see how it, it's probably harder for the other team to adjust too, because we played the exact same Toronto team twice in a row, but they didn't play the same 76ers team twice in a row, right? So Wizards, same thing. I mean, we'll probably play the same team, but if Embiid's out there, totally different. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the Toronto game, um, um, Maxi got hot, and Toronto didn't. Mm-hmm. They were missing shots. So I thought it was 
you have one of those games where a guy's, you know, having that game, most likely you're going to win if you get some stops. And I, mm-hmm. so I think that we played defended better and Toronto wasn't shooting as well. Um, and then we just stayed on them. So I, I don't go in that particular game as much as who was on the court, as much as kind of like situations happen. You're right, because our next highest scorer, Melton and Harris at 13. Like Harden had yeah. 11 in that game. Like we so, not yeah, I think he just kind of like, you know, he, he had it going and they did. Because what you call it was, um, was struggling. So I don't know if he was um, injured or not, Fred, for Toronto. Like, mm, yeah, he, yeah. He, he looked like he could barely get up to court. That was probably the worst game of his career. O of 11, O of 8 from 3, one point. Ugh. That's bad. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So I don't even, I don't, I don't know if he played the next couple of games because he, he looked like he was like injured or something. Like he was like slugging to get up to court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, running in the screen. So, I, you know, you look at a situation like that and he's not going to play like that anymore. True. You, you know, so. Um, it's interesting to see how our small ball worked really well with that Toronto lineup, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where at one point I was laughing because Toronto was going big. They took out uh, two of their guys and put in Precious Achua and they put in Boucher on the same court. And yeah. we actually didn't make a move. We're like, you know what? We're going to stay as is. Because no, no, none of those guys hurt you on the block. They yeah. may hurt you on rebounding, but they're not going to give them to the ball. I mean, they're not going to give them the ball and say, hey, go ISO or post up to make them pay. They're, they're not going to do it. So you, we're you, really confident in our, in our like, mid-sized guys able to guard bigger guys. Yeah, because they're not they're not guarding. That's why I say it depends on who you're playing because um, I don't think they can guard Jimmy Butler like like that. I don't think they can guard the Boston guys like that. They definitely won't do no, that. They, they definitely can't guard the Boston <laughs> guys like that. We saw that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Jimmy will be interesting because of Tucker, though. But I'm just saying, you said the, the smaller guys do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if Jimmy's going to be on Tucker, then who's going to be on Bam? You know what I'm saying? So that's true. What's interesting that even Vooch and uh, Chicago, we were putting, when MB wasn't there, we were putting like Tobias on him. Yes. Like, you can do that on him. He, he's a one left shoulder, mainly left shoulder guy. Um, and his volume isn't that high. No. And he was off from three, actually, more than so, anything. So it's, it's more the volume guys, because then you got to worry about foul trouble, too. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown aren't going anywhere. They're getting that ball the majority of the time. And if they have a matchup, they're going to get it every time. Yeah. Um, and can we just stop and say, like, I mean, is Maxi becoming one of the most elite, like, three-point shooters out there? He's shooting it really well. I mean, man, it just would be interesting if he can keep that keep that up. I, I keep saying that, right? We said that going like, into the season. We can't see him doing that again. But yeah, I, didn't, I mean, doing it for a season, that's he's shooting it. Like he is shooting it well, but he's he's shooting some shots. And I, I tried to, you know what? I forgot it. I actually the last time Joel played, maybe it was a Chicago game. And he took a quick three in transition and you had to see Joel's body language. That's what the type of stuff I was talking about. Like, we got to work it out. Like, Joel ran the court and by the time he got to the dots, he was jacking up a three and he missed it. And it was sort of like, 
before you get back on defense. Um, <laughs> so I'll just like that's the situation I'm talking about. Like when we start playing the really good teams or playoff ball or playoff light game, and those quick shots don't go in, like it can go the other way really quick. The way Maxie's playing, I think you got to let him go. Um, but it's going to be interesting. You know, you know, he could have one of those games where he's hot and they go into him and he could have another game where he can't make a shot and his minutes are cut. Mm-hmm. I, I just still think he's there with the team, but he's just shooting it and scoring it so well. Um, you got to let him play, but I, 20 attempt, 22 attempts or 20 plus attempts every game. For your quote-unquote third option, Doc Rivers said? been 20-plus three times this year. Yeah. What are we, Um, we two and one in those games? We are two and one in those games. Both both Toronto games. So, you know what? Toronto, I guess we know who one of the guys who's going to just kill them is going to be, right? Um, And he's hit multiple threes in every game, but except for one. Yeah, Toronto will play them different next time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just got he has seventy five. He has seventy five points on. Yeah, them. they'll play them different. They didn't, you know, because they were doubling, and they were just playing them straight up, like you know. Not the second time though, huh? Second time they played him, there's no Joel. So I mean, at that point, they just couldn't guard him. He just couldn't <laughs> miss that game anyway. No, what I'm saying, but he was also just that's what I'm saying, like what. what in the NBA, if a guy's hot and he's hot from three and he's just pulling up, there's really no defense for that except double teaming him. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can't just follow him. Like, it's really no defense for him if he's if you just pull it up from three. Uh, but start the game, he's getting catching shoes or shots and he's wide open. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he, there, there's no one around. Like, how many threes does he need to make for you to be like, hey, he, maybe we should get out there? He's pulling off from deep, though. Are they gonna guard him all the way by the by the by the half court? But line? that was later. I'm talking about the initial three. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. By then he started feeling it, so he started pulling up. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying he was getting like corner threes. Yeah, yeah, they're the uh, sideline threes. Soon enough, they're gonna be done with that. They're gonna have to stick on him at all times. Yeah, that's especially like yeah. So you 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 have a guy that's on him and. And the thing that hurt us in that Toronto game in game one hurt Toronto in game two, the cross matchups. Mm-hmm. So you had certain guys that was trying to run to him, and that's how a lot of guys were getting because you got a guy that's trying to guard him and a guy that's trying to guard James. And and that's what I said. That's why I was looking at um, <laughs> Fred, and I'm like, man, he can't get up the court. Like, I thought something was really wrong with him. Mm-hmm. So I think that has something to do with, you know, them struggling defensively as well. And because they played him a lot of minutes. Yeah. And he looked like that the whole game. Yeah. Well, they ended up the game. Oh, he looked like he was in pain. The game afterwards, he, he did not play. Yes. Um, I'm not surprised. He didn't play and they ended up blowing out the Hawks. Did he play the game after that? They, I think that's tonight. Yeah, I told you. He, Wait, so like he, was, he didn't like play he was, last night, and that, and that game was Friday. So they had like a two day to two day break, and he didn't play. Yeah, yeah they play. They actually play tomorrow, so they play tomorrow. Wow. But now he didn't. Yeah, he didn't play. Yeah. Hmm. 
and la- last night that Wizards game, he uh, Max, he it was I think it was third or fourth quarter. It was like top of the key. Like yeah, he was right. He was he was on the logo and just nailed the three. It was, it was so deep, man. Yeah, that's that's those are the those are the shots I'm concerned about. Um, with well, because when they don't go in, then we're saying, "Hey, Joel, run back and protect the rim." <laughs> I know. <laughs> and most of those long shots go into long rebounds, and you know, I'm just, mm. I'm just asking <laughs> for a friend. <laughs> Yeah. He certainly liked it when he was on the bench watching Maxi hit nine of them, though. Yeah, he did. Oh, no, I think he likes it. I'm just saying, like, no, you know, no, I they're going in. I'm just saying when they don't go in and he's on the court, especially, for instance, he has it going that game. And, you know, you, you, it's kind of hard. It's like it's like taking a quick shot in, in the big. So taking a quick shot, D3, they don't have to necessarily be the same. You know, the deep three can be once you've run your offense and then you take it. Quick shots um, can really, really kill your transition defense, especially if that big is running the court and you just come and take a quick shot or you take quick, you know, before the team is set. And so that ball bounced the wrong way. You know, that's a layup on the other end a lot. It has been. Yeah. <laughs> that's been, I mean, that's been one of our problems right there. That's my point. Um it will be interesting to see how Washington plays against us. Um, Second time around? Yeah. Because I don't think they played well. I mean, I know um, Wright is out. He had been playing well for them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he had been playing well for them. So I think they missed him a little bit. And Porzingis had a really quiet 30 points last night. I was like, I, I looked up at one point and I was like, damn, he's got almost 30. Shoot. Yeah, he's, he's shooting step back fadeaways on 6'3 guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just catch it 15 to 12 feet and turn and shoot. Don't even dribble. Yeah. One dribble, turn and shoot. Is that a screen? Turn, catch it, shoot it. His range is crazy, too. It just looks less impressive than a max because he's so friggin' tall. You're like, uh, he shoots like it's nothing, man. Well, he he can wait a game to do that. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how some of those guys bounce back. Kuzma didn't have a good game, so I'm curious to see if he uh has a bounce back game. Um, Beal, even though he ended up with 20 plus, didn't I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's what I said. I didn't think they played well. That's that's yeah, what I'm saying. stupid turnover, man. They played well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they did. Um, they missed open threes too. Yeah, they did a lot of open threes. Um, uh, so. Outside of the, the games have been played, so uh, there's breaking news this week that happened. Um, we kind of talked about this offseason that this was potentially going to happen. Um, so the Sixers have been stripped of the second rounders for 2023 and 2024 because of our early free agent discussions, because we're the only ones doing it, I guess. Um, followed by that report, there was another report that the NBA and NBAPA are going to revisit the punishment for such dis- discussions with free agents. So, guys, what are your... Uh, your thoughts on this uh, this punishment that we are that we're getting? Well, I always wondered how teams, and, you know, sources can announce a signing on the first day of free agency. Uh, there yeah. you go. Like, I think we're guilty. I, I, personally, I per- personally think we're guilty. 
But I personally think everyone is. Everyone does it. Because it's it's if if I'm an agent and I have a free agent on your team and a guy that's under contract on your team. You know, I can happen to call you about my player that's under contract. And if the conversation dips into the free agent, that's technically illegal, right? Now, you telling me that don't happen? Come on, man. This, that's not new. I mean, they, they're doing it, and, and I, I guess it's only an issue when that guy signs. Yeah. Everyone, there, there were like six teams talking to P.J. Tucker. We just ended up with him. Yeah, I mean, Bucks so, were involved. The Heat, well, I mean, he doesn't count because I guess, you know, but uh, a bunch of teams wanted him. Yeah, so I, I mean, I just, you know, and all of these people, these reporters that are announcing it, um, they're talking to an agent. They're talking to someone from the team. Depends on which guy it is. You can, you, you, you can tell whether they talk to the team or the, or the player. And the player's agent, you know, based on who's reporting it, you could, you know, do your research and kind of know who mm-hmm. you kind of talk to. So I think the league is trying to do something and to watch it or cover it up. And that's why I think it's been fines have been penalties have been more common. But I don't know how you clean it up. Like, I don't know how you clean it up to the point where it's not going to happen. I think I just like I think if people are going to continue to do it, I think that they're going to continue to maybe wait or they can continue to stop talking to your sources because the sources are the ones that are out. Yeah. And like I said, like it's, it's agents and they could be agents that are have another client. <laughs> that Their client isn't getting signed. So it's just so many different things that different reasons and ways this can get out. I just, I just don't know how they clean it up. I think and the one thing about professional sports and basketball specifically that I know about is whatever rules the league put in is people, they find, they hire people and get people to live in the gray area. <laughs> I'd love to hear how they um, judge the parameters on the punishments too. Like, What's one second rounder versus two second rounders? The conversations um, were longer. The, I mean, I mean, like, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think it was. You guys flirted too hard. I mean, I, it was what, probably what, more than one guy. Yeah, I guess it was House and it was Tucker. They said. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, be about, just, just go by whatever they did in the past, but I think the multiple player. I think it should go by the contract, right? Because what if it's two vet men guys and then you got some other guy that signed for 200 million? The 200 million should be weighted higher, right? I mean, I, I, that's what I think. Like Brunson, for instance. Brunson's punishment for the Knicks should be worse than the Sixers, even though it was two players. Why should it be punishment for Brunson? His daddy's on the staff. You think they didn't talk no, to but- him? <laughs> I'm only saying that. No, I think that'd be BS. I'm just saying, like, it's his father, and they have they're a inve- close they're investigating. They're investigating, like, him. They're like, it's his father, and they have a close relationship. Can't talk to his there's dad. No about way they, there's no way it wasn't a conversation. If it were like, if it were a company in stocks, would it be insider trading just because it's his dad? I think it still would be. I don't know. Depends on, you know, it also depends on whether you. How much money you make from it? 
It, that's Dang. exactly yes. that's my point. Brunson's big, big money. What what do a house and Tucker equal? Like twelve million? Yeah, I, I, but it's still a lot of money though. <laughs> and and, and I, it, the money I think is there, but I think it's also the outsized view of how it helps the team. To me, is the biggest factor. Um, other teams wanting PJ and people seeing him as a guy that the Sixers really, really needed and really, really wanted. Um, Brunson going there. The Knicks, so it's almost like that guy's getting the guy and they're pulling him from another team for no compensation. That yeah. They say wanted him back. For, for I think Miami wanted P.J. back, didn't get him back. I think the Mavericks wanted Jalen back, but kind of didn't want to pay what the Knicks were willing to pay. Mm-hmm. With, you know, with having Luka, you probably couldn't commit to a guy that's, you know, essentially the same position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just kind of, I, mean, I guess the thing that sucks too is that like they're having a meeting about maybe getting rid of the punishment altogether or the rule altogether. It's like, so what? Sixers are going to get the worst punishment before they abolish it. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, you know, it's, it's, you almost have a, a grace period where talks can happen. And then you figure out whether the deals are going to be done. But I mean, I think the difference, one thing I think that can kind of help it is the NFL route, which a lot of people don't like that, is having free agency before the draft. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Because during draft time is when free agency is discussed the most. Yeah. So yeah. what, a week before? So they talk about these drafts and these trades – and they're talking. They're not talking about free agents. Of course yeah. they are. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, dumb. it's dumb. That's what I'm saying. Like, how, how can you? How is that possible yeah. for them not to be? Because free agent, free agency is a part of kind of who you draft. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. It all goes hand in hand. Yeah, I'm not going to draft this guy if I can re-sign this guy. Yeah. Or vice versa, really. I mean, yes. either way, they're they're definitely so tied we're, together. We're, we're, are we going to lose this guy? Then we got to draft numbers. and you don't have a and you don't do research and have a phone call about that. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, it's like having teams be blind up to it all. Yes, that's that's what I'm saying. So I think free agency before the draft can help a lot of that because that's where all this conversation is happening. You you got you got a trade opportunity at the draft. To make a trade to bring a Eric Gordon in, so we're not going to talk to his agent. If he's, you know, somebody, and we're not going to talk to the. You you think that talking to PJ Tucker's agent is and getting a guarantee, and we got a chance to trade for Eric Gordon. How, how do you know not to make that trade? Because you already confirmed it with the agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, this is just me talking, throwing out a scenario. Mm-hmm. 
But I mean, it's, I'm but, sure it's happened. I'm sure it happens. Yeah, of course it does. I don't think, I, I, I don't know how they can really officially do their job it. and be good at it without doing that. Mm. That's, why it, that's why in some ways it makes sense to have the free agency before the draft. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Sixer fans think it's the NBA just taking another shot at the the um the Sixers because uh, I believe someone someone made a point. It's kind of funny because I I forgot this that DeAndre Jordan was probably the one of the first free agents picked up this offseason. Yeah, he was within minutes. And within minutes, and it's like, uh, why aren't we? Why why are the Nuggets being investigated for uh, picking up DeAndre Jordan? Same same thing happened. Yeah. There's no way you can come in as as a professional, and you have to look at um. NBA players as their own entity, their own corporation. There's no way you can have an offer for your corporation and make a decision within minutes unless there's a maximum contract in the place you want to be. Yeah. They call you and say at 12 a.m. or whatever it is, so we offer you the most we can offer you, and that's where you want to be. you like, let's get the deal done. Let's work out the parameters. Deal mm-hmm. done. Yep. That, now that I can believe can happen right away. Mm-hmm. But you would be expecting that if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, good. I mean, good luck. I don't know what they're going to agree to to have this fixed or worked on, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. It's um, also, too, what kind of investigation is this? Like, you don't have phone records. Well, how, how do you, how do you really prove that there was? Unless someone admitted it, which I doubt anyone did. So how do you really have enough to give, take two picks away? How much like hard evidence do you have? Hey, yeah, watch know. out for them sources, man. Yeah. It's That's leaks, true. Man. Them yeah. sources got sources other places too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if a source with the Sixers is, you know, the source with just say the magic, but even if like Sham said, no, yeah, no, I told- what, what I'm saying. So you got, I'm not saying, I'm not calling out anybody's name. I'm no, 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 you're wrong. I'm picking an example. James, any a source with the Sixers and a source that same person got a source with the Magic. If he want to get information from the Magic, these aren't give. When you got sources, they they aren't give relationships. They're give give relationships. So when they're giving the source something, the source is giving them something. What are you hearing type thing? That, that's the part that we don't understand with these sources. Mm-hmm. The sources is giving something back to whoever they get their sources. Mm-hmm. So it's this, going was, both ways. This was really apparent during the hard yes. trade talks. That was really obvious. Like who During the what? During the hard and trade talks with yes. Simmons. It was obvious, like, who was on what team and who was yes. giving information on whose behalf. It was like, man, this is a joke. So this is, yeah, so you you, you just, that's why I said you got to be careful with your sources because sources give up information too. Yeah. yeah. Just be wary of those sources. <laughs> sources said. <laughs> yeah, per sources. I never met sources, but I heard he has a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a scoop on, on all uh, all three teams in the in the league. <laughs> sources are dangerous, man. 
Um, all right, so uh, last topic here before we get out of here. So uh, tomorrow, as we talked about, it's rematch versus Washington. This time's at Philly. Uh, this game got moved up to a 6 p.m. start time because of the World Series, so it's going to be early action tomorrow night. Um, so uh, what are the uh, standout performers you're going to be watching for tomorrow night, and who do you guys have uh, in this one? Well, um, hopefully Joel plays, and he would stand out because we need it. Um <laughs> And I think that um, Maxi continues to play well. I think James will play well. Um, but I think this is a Tobias game. I'm gonna give him a little, little plug here. You definitely do. That's for sure. He'll um, play well and he'll kind of be above his average. Hopefully, I'm right. <laughs> and. Game prediction as far as win loss? Oh, we win this game. They can't be. You gonna be closer or worse uh, or worse than last one? It'd be closer. I think we we win by under ten. Um, so a little transparency. Marcus and I both only missed one prop in a single game prop parlay with the Wizards Sixers game. We didn't talk about any of our bets beforehand. Um, we missed the same one. We missed the Kuzma over in points, 16. Oh, yeah. Everything else we got, man. I, mean, I would have picked that, though. Yeah, it was a, it was a good one. Especially with us being small. Yeah, I would have picked that. I mean, if the idiot didn't do a reverse dunk on, on a fast break and miss it, I mean, well, we would have been closer. But, yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> oh, man, I was I was livid. Because I had Monte Morris assist, too. So he passed. I was like, okay, assist and two points. I was like, you missed a reverse fast break dunk. What are you doing, man? <laughs> oh, no wonder Taj Gibson is freaking out to the team after the game, dude. Come on. Um, so uh, I think it all yeah, it depends on Embiid's availability. Yeah, it's, it's just a much different lineup, man. It's, it's not one of those the same guys will shine every time. Um, we have so many different guys that can score. Um, when two guys play really well, the other two just don't say it, – it's just – it's a give and take every game with us. It's, it's, it makes it harder to call. Um, if he plays and I'll go lower on the other players and go higher on Embiid, especially if you're missing a game, he's going to want to get out there and just dominate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll probably still take the Beals over. Of course, Ingus is over. Um, Monte Morrison assists again. He's playing well this year. Um, and then us, us, yeah, winning. I, I do think it'll be single digits win. Yeah, it's closer. Within six, within six or seven. Yeah, the spread yesterday was three and a half right before game time. So, oh, okay, okay, not yesterday, not the. I don't know. They haven't. I don't think I haven't seen. If I don't know with NB yet. yet, so they don't want to put that out yet. They're gonna, they're waiting on that. Um, mm-hmm. All right, I guess we'll see with your predictions then. Um, so that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Believe in Seventy Sixers podcast presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys Friday. Well, yeah, Friday, uh, and then we'll uh, preview the uh, the Knicks and Seventy Sixers game Friday night. Ooh. Oh yeah. And the, it's All not right. in the big apple. It's in, it's in back in Philly. So a little, a little home stand for us. Good. Right. Got time. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.